The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey, everybody. I'm John Myers, and you're listening to The Winemakers. And I'm sitting across from Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Mr. Brian Casey. How are you guys today? Good. I guess we're not drinking, though. There's no pour. We're not pouring wine anymore. We're oh, we're pouring, pouring It's just going to magically it's appear in our glasses. Wait, wait, wait. Hey. <laughs> glug, 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 glug. <laughs> I like the way you do that. I, I, I kind of I do, man. You could make some money doing that. You ever thought about being a voiceover? Um, Talk no. to my friend who lives in Florida and makes no money whatsoever doing that. So, <laughs> none whatsoever. I think you have to be a star first, and then you do voiceovers, and then you get paid That's a lot for the it. deal. Yeah. Once you are Kevin Spacey, well... Or, yeah, some, or some, somebody oh, that else. Was probably not the best. <laughs> somebody example. else. What, once you, whatever. Once you work Wait, I think I just uh, did Kevin Spacey. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> well, today we're we're gonna we're gonna make some wine today. We're gonna and, and test out the new Coravin. If you haven't heard of the Coravin, it's literally inserts a small hollow needle inside the bottle through the cork and you can pour it out so you can drink you could drink one bottle over a year well well or or, i think we're talking about two months and what happens john is once the further you go down into the bottle the further the more wine that you drink the more oxygen that is still left in the bottle in in the rest of the bottle so it changes it as yeah it goes a little bit it's not putting oxygen in right it's supposed to be replacing the wine with argon correct um the story i love about the corvin the corvin was invented by a doctor and i've heard two stories and I, i like both of them on how he invented it and the first one is that he was working on a needle that didn't uh, do as much damage to human flesh, muscle, and whatever when you got a shot. And they were testing it on cork because cork responded similarly to whatever human human flesh, yes. apparently. Huh. And the guy, he's a wine, he was a wine yeah, guy, and he's like, oh, well, I wonder if I could put this through a cork in a bottle and take wine out. And the second is that he invented it while his wife was pregnant and she wasn't drinking wine and he was wasting these bottles that he wasn't finishing all of because his wife wasn't helping him. So maybe it's some combination of that, but the, the right. Corvin is a... I, we use it every day in the tasting room. Yeah, all but the time. You, Restaurants. You use it just for the wines you want to save and hold. I, and I use it for library wine. Okay. Um, you know, things that... I want to pour some for somebody who's there, or I want to taste. Um, and then you usually end up, you know, with that selling a few of those bottles. Um, but, you know, you can taste the same 2007 Syrah for a week. Um, and then by the time you get to about half of that bottle's been, been Coravined out, we just pop the cork. That's it. And, you know, and that, the nice thing about that is it also does give you a little bit of an... Um, eye of what the wine's going to age at. I mean, right. there's no way to put a define the time, 
Um, but it does kind of give you an idea over some well, time and, how know, the, the wine's going to change while it's in the bottle, right? One of the one of the, the early marketing points for the Corvin was um, that you could use it if, if you were a collector to taste your wine and see if it was ready. Right. right. Uh, right. Um, but I think that if, if I was collecting some, you know, had some collectible wines, I wouldn't want to do that anyway, no matter what they say about putting argon in or damage or no damage to the cork. Because definitely playing with the Corvin as often as we do, um, you got to, once you've Corvined it, it still has a time frame. It just lasts longer than if you had pulled the cork. Because it's an inert gas, but it's still, what I've heard, might be imparting some sort of flavor into the wine yeah, over I had, time. Yeah, I've had uh, somebody in the tasting room that claimed she could taste argon. Not supposed to be able to, but well, what, uh, what does argon taste like, and where would <laughs> where where the hell would you ever learn? John, open that? up your mouth. I'll shoot a little bit in you. Right. Uh, thank you little, very much. Little argon tasting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, God. it kind of tastes like a whippet. I don't know. You know, <laughs> good. What's that? You know, I, a I mean, whippet? Uh, a whippet. I, you don't know those things. Kids, the kids, the kids, and thus began the second show. Yes, indeed. Listen, I've had I've had my head in a lot of tanks full of CO two, so that is something I definitely know. And 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 I have too. Yeah, and argon and and argon is different, but I'd have a hard time saying that I could pick out the difference between argon and just a regular oxygen, quote unquote, nitrogen. You know, normal. Headspace, so to speak. Atmosphere. I mean, as like, as like, does it smell or quote unquote taste different? It probably, you know, it probably is kind of metallic, right? I mean, you think about like if you, you had an inert gas, you would think out so. Out of a canister, uh-huh. a little yeah. mercury. You probably taste a little. Uh, you probably, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. what it is. More than anything, is you're picking up the little bit of residual because there's no such thing as a pure anything, right? That's coming from the canister from right. the machine. Um, well, you yeah. know, it's it, when I worked at Benziger and we were getting our biodynamics certification, we had... Up, you were huffing heavy gases in well, those days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huff, is, huff. Um, is, yeah, so it, was, it was a matter of like, where did we get our... We had to have medical grade oxygen and medical grade CO2... Um, in the for in, use in the winery in in the winery yeah to be biodynamically to be biodynamic at the time yeah I don't know if that's all changed that was we were kind of writing the rules at the time yeah I mean there you know. there was nothing for, well now you're know. writing the rules at uh, Dane Cellar so uh, you brought oh, there's a segue wow a couple of <laughs> I'm, thought, a, I'm a pro uh, <laughs> he got, he got a little bit. you brought two what happens when John's underserved right <laughs> <laughs> quick somebody get that man a glass of wine he's fired up I, I, you, all right you so, know you notice that I have I've filled this and emptied it right. once today using so. the spit cup thank you so. join the ranks of professional wine tasting I appreciate that you know it because I heard one show and it was like the one I called overserved, yeah, because I was overserved. I was just, oh well. Uh, so we digress. Yes, okay, and so we do. What did so I bring you, today? You, you brought test tubes. Right, let's make let's make wine. So what I brought here was some 2016 uh, Rhone wines. Do you imagine that? Um, the bottle on Does the he left. Make Shannon Blanc. Too? Not a Rhone wine. Okay, it's not a Rhone wine. Um, the bottle on your left is um, is sixty four percent Grenache, thirty one percent Syrah, and five percent Mouvedre. 
And we should mention these are in what do you call these bottles? Sample bottles. Sample bottles. These aren't corked. These yeah, are no, these, these are, are wines that are currently yeah, in caps. barrel. And, yep. and, they're in barrel. Right. We're gonna bottle them in April. So what you did is you just used a thief and you filled up these bottles today so that we could play Correct. around with them. And I've been okay. working on these blends. I'm trying to decide is this worthy of two different wines and actual Syrah and then our Valeria blend? Or are they too similar? Can I make the Valeria blend bigger, but then does that take away? So, in, and when you're tasting by yourself, you get a little too close to it. So I yeah. thought I would have my friends here, you know, give me two bits worth. And you're right. bringing friends, <laughs> and and uh, and I may he, not do what he, you guys he, suggest. He has <laughs> friends too. What, um, what's so, the so again, test tube so, in the middle? So then the other so it's bottle to measure the percentages. Okay. The other bottle is Syrah and it has a small amount of Mouvedre in it, so it's 87 percent, 88 percent Syrah, 12 percent Mouvedre. And where are the grapes coming from? They're uh, Sonoma Valley fruit. On a little bench, kind of behind um, Pagani Ranch, right okay. next to between Pagani and Casada. And Casada, yeah. Uh, and and it's an older vineyard. It's been in for twelve or fifteen years. And uh, you know the uh, the owners, they're, they're wonderful people. But like so many small farmers, you know, they're trying to just pay their property taxes, and um, they don't have a lot to put into the vineyard. Um, which is probably why I ended up getting the grapes. But that's a um, good thing. And and yeah, and so it's just a one-year thing for me. I, I kind of over-invested in how much fruit I bought from them. Um, over-invested. Yes. Nice word. No, yeah. but that, that means he makes to, he gets to make better wine this year and more of it. Right. So anyway, anyway. I want, just want you guys to, to, to taste it. Okay. Um, I'm curious if you think that... Uh, anything one side or the other of the two are as they are right now. Are they legitimate um, different wines, or are they too similar? So, and what's this third one over on uh, your that's, left? That's, we'll just okay. cover that. And sorry, time. Bart, you told us the percentages on the Syrah Moved, but what is the percentages on the GSM? It's sixty-four Grenache, thirty-one Syrah, and five percent Moved. Okay. All right, so I'm I'm going to pour a little of the Grenache. Saramaved, and then I'm going to pour... Just call just it the, the Syrah. For May just I the have Syrah. this Syrah, please? So uh, definitely something that... Thank you um, so much. We've Syrah, experienced... Syrah. Uh, that I've experienced in blending with these varieties is... Syrah is... A little Syrah goes a, a very long way. Um, so, and you already have... What did you say? What a waste of Syrah. Well, in this Syrah is... Um, <laughs> This Syrah has a little bit of Mouvedre in it um, already. It was co-fermented. It was done about 35% whole cluster. Um, it was then, on the skins for an incredible amount of time. How much can Syrah you, is in the can GSM? Can you taste that yourself? How much Syrah is in the GSM? Is that the 30% or is that the 5%? Um, it's the 30%. Bart, can you taste the fact that it was a uh, whole Cluster crushed and whole cluster fermented. Fermented. I can because it. Um, and it was how long? It was on skins for. I'd have to go back and look at my notes. But forty-five but, days. Okay, and that's a highly unusual. Yeah. yeah. So, do you taste that uh, every day? A couple times a day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you Second re- guessing yourself in do every you re- recognize way along the way that it was in there for forty five days. Um, I don't necessarily recognize it for being on on there for forty five days, but I recognize it for um, the whole cluster because it, without a doubt, doesn't have the um, quote unquote typical 
you know, Syrah, uh, warm weather Syrah flavor. It's, um, it has some, uh, minerality to it. It has some, um, uh, some texture that isn't just grape. I think there's some tan in there, um, that I think is manageable. I don't know. Oh, Brian? for sure. No, I don't, I don't think it's unmanageable. I don't, I, tannins aren't the thing that stand out for me with this wine. For me, it's that sort of chocolatey flavor that I was alluding to on the nose and i Still get that and on that's the palate. This is the yeah. The, no, no, no. This is the the GSM blend. It's what I was trying first, and a um, small bottle, small bottle, right? And right. really, kind of takes over every portion of my mouth. I'm getting it. Boy, on my, it sure my does. Gums, the sides, the top, um, and lingering, and and the acidity is nice because I'm. It's still kind of dripping down. If and, you're asking which are are these two different wines, absolutely. Is there enough difference to bring out two? I think so. I mean, the taste difference right now is... One thing that... 2016 fucking rocks. Mm -hmm. In 2016 wines, everything that I've tasted are just... They're out of control. Tons of fruit flavor, ton of structure, nice acid... um, and you know this vineyard, uh, it, it struggled again. The vines are old, and there's definitely a bunch of disease in it and stuff, and really should be replanted. Brian, you and I spent a number of trips through it. Um, well, I think it was the oak. You had some of that oak trees along along the vineyard, right? So it had some of that. Is it- well, it's maybe some oak root fungus, or just oh, too yeah. many too many tree roots interfering with the way the vines are growing. You know, um, who knows? Maybe both. Um, but it took forever to get ripe in 2016, and it got ripe, and I have added... Because it was a big a, crop, too. Yeah, and I've added zero to this. I didn't have to add any water. Even after it came in and soaked up, it came in like at 25 and a half. And, um, so the indications there is that it should have gotten a lot riper, right. but it didn't, which you know has to do with the year and the vineyards and stuff. And So it's a real unique wine in that aspect, some trying to respect and it has a little like sort of rustic edge i think probably old vines a little disease a little oak tree going on yeah um i kind of like that yeah but i taste that more in the syrah than i do the gsm yeah in the syrah that's what i'm talking yeah. about yeah no that gsm I, I think is a good for me that's a good btg wine right there uh, i mean i i love the the fruit and the those chocolate notes to it i mean i think that's a crowd pleasing wine Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, and I, I actually gravitate towards the Sarama Vedra. Um, I like it's a little funkier. It's a little um, edgier, a little meatier. Um, and I, I like that rusticness yeah. that it has yeah. to it. Um, certainly in contrast to the Grenache added, you know, with the. You know, so the at this point, you guys would all agree that these wines are distinctive enough on their own to be two different wines. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my biggest question, and I it may sound silly to you listeners out there, but when you stand in a dark cellar and you just taste wine over and over and over and over and over again, you tend to get inside your head, and that's why tasting with it a group a of people, creepy too, tasting with <laughs> a group creepy. of people, winemakers um, are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I should have said that out loud. <laughs> uh, no, you know it's important to taste in a group. You're, you know, we do. When we do our lot tasting, yeah, we're tasting, what do we do, 18 different 
wines are. Doesn't that a burn, burn out your palate at yeah. all? Yeah, I mean, no. well, you're you go bro. have a taco, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> um, but you you need you need, you need a variety of opinions. People taste things. Everybody tastes things differently. Um, you know, it's 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 inherently a conversation, not a you know. And if you're having that conversation alone in your head in the back of a dark cellar, uh, yeah, it probably goes some weird places. Um, and you well, want people, especially if Stanley Augustus was involved. Yes. So, I mean. uh, and you know, you um, you have people that you know, like the last time we had. Because he was in town, um, my my uncle was there. He's not in the wine business. He's wouldn't be consider himself an expert wine drinker, Brian. But he loves to drink our wine, and he likes to he keeps buying it. Bruce, you need some more if you're listening out there. Um, <laughs> so having somebody like that in your tasting set is kind of the the John on the at this at this table, which is somebody who likes to drink wine. Right. You know, you need those people to taste your wine and know where it's going because at the end of the day those are the people who are going to buy it and drink it. Yeah, and not mm. overthink it. Just right. and not overthink it. Just just it, how does it taste? It tastes delicious or yeah. it tastes okay but it makes my mouth dry, you know. And those are the things sometimes you just need to be reminded of. It's much richer with the Mavedre. Um well, this, you're, you mean that the Syrah Mavedre is much richer to yes. you than yeah. the GSM. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's this is a little it seems a little lighter also, yeah. um, Grenache. But yeah. I I guess it you know that that's that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, for me, I would buy this immediately. <laughs> now which one is that he's talking that's about? The GSM. The GSM. Yeah. So yeah, I blended but, them together and I like it, but I actually like the GSM on its own more. Um, well, it's it's definitely one of those things with the the power um, of the Syrah. Was gonna go would go a long way if, if you know if this was a, a you know if we were really digging into the blending session here we have the beaker maybe we should um, well I mean what you know adding five or ten percent just to sort of well just to make it easy that, add barrels right so we right. right now we've got four barrels of Grenache Raw Mouvedre right if if we it's at sixty four percent Grenache if we add a barrel it goes to fifty two percent and if we add a second barrel it goes to forty three percent. Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't. In my mind, I wouldn't want to go. I don't. I, I wouldn't want to. Certainly, wouldn't want to go that deep. Yeah. You know, if anything. Um, At this point, I think it's a very small percentage. Yeah, it's, it's just a little because the the thing that the the Syrah has that you know the, I think the richness comment and to me what richness is you're also talking about is sort of a little bit more sort of mid palate to finish. Uh, density, right? Um, but but you, you know you go too far on that, and you what you lose is those nice bright Grenache flavors, that fresh fruit that that Brian's talking about. That um, that is the crowd pleasing element of it, the by the glass sort of power that it would have. Um, now, if you think about that, if you think about that blend and what it what it does, I thought that the Uber blend was. <laughs> Uh, I wish we had a video of that. Oh, that would have been classic. <sighs> What'd you do? He overpoured. Not much. You didn't. You didn't. You got less than. Are those milliliters? Straight to the spit bucket with it. Oh, uh, the John's face. The crushing, crushing waste of wine from John is hurting. Winemaking does include math and a steady hand. 
You know what? And the wine is changing fast, actually. I, I just now took another sip, and I'm getting a lot of those secondary fruits. I'm getting a lot of the the raisin and fig and date, those sort of those brown, in sticky. The, the, Lots of them. I, in the blend the, that I made. In the, in the GSM, yeah. 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 No, just in five minutes. But the, uh, the Grenache the really lightens it up. It's a beautiful wine right now. So... And so Bart is pouring into his beaker. You know, and, you know, and, you know what? I have to confess something. Actually, that, <laughs> that actually was, that was the O2 Phelps insignia that I just tried, <laughs> and I said, I and like, I dumped fake. out thinking that it was something else. But I'm like, wow, oh, that's got a lot. So of now you now, now, now out of your anniversary bottle there. You've, Shh, don't okay, I mean, <laughs> now all right. Never it's mind okay. my last it's comment. Okay. Just radio can be turned off. Don't worry about it. It is not radio. Jim. Ed, we're going to need to edit <laughs> that part. Yeah, no, it's not radio. <laughs> Especially, Ed. It's yeah. not effing radio. Well, you know. Ed, we love you. See, the point is, okay, I'm, you guys... I'm always on a schedule. All right, so this is, okay. So we were, well, well, we were over here talking. Bart was making wine. Uh, so we did, this is how much? Maybe 5%. 5% of the Syrah added into this. Correct. And then here's the GSM if you want to compare it. Okay, that's good. We can share the wine. We're all we can know. share. We can share the women. We can yeah. share the wine. Right, exactly. Right. So Brian, there's the. And I'll let you. And I'll just make up another one. I think there's enough. Yeah, there's enough. In Thank there. you. Yeah. Ah, sorry, John. Definitely get some of those right away. Some of those like sort of rustic Syrah aromatics. Dead air. Dead air. So the question we're drinking here, wine. We're, yeah. we're drinking wine, and I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning the chair. You know, that's why I told Ed, get this tablecloth in wine color. In wine color. That's it's it. definitely it, and, taken, and it has <laughs> being used to it at the great Joan, advantage Joan today. didn't do it to the, the chair. So. Oh, so. Yeah, you're going to have to get some uh, purple matching upholstery here. And and we did, <laughs> we did upstairs for the outside stuff, so... The, it's going to be a fun summer. <laughs> what? Did, did I just hear that correctly? What? So you just got something reupholstered so that you could actually spill wine on it this summer? Uh, because Your I whole bed, his entire because house. I, his entire house has been upholstered why in stain-resistant purple. purple colors. Everything out there is is Welcome just to episode this, two. <laughs> it's sort of a red color. You know, some somebody, you know, you, you get it. I imagine John just, you know, with a bottle in each hand, just pouring freely, spinning around like a girl doing the hula hoop with wine splashing all over the place outside. Who wants a glass? You know, I might make some Once he gets the knee and the hip done, he's going to be doing all kinds of crazy things. God, don't even talk about that. Wow. Now, I'm drinking what you just poured me. That made a difference. It did. Yeah, it yeah. brought it up a notch. Five percent. That and that's it. I mean, it definitely diminishes from the brightness, which you know, which is what I'd like. I, I, you know, um, but much fuller mid and palate finish. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did we make this at your decision making any more difficult? Because that's what we're trying to do here. Let's make Bart's... Right. 
Um, now you have multiple opinions and you I, don't know what to do. No, yes. I think, you know, I think this helps me and have I have the confidence that these are definitely two different wines. Totally. And now I can sit down with some food and, you know, do little 5% experiments and see what we think and yeah. go from there. But the, pr- uh, the it, other question is, from, this is where, like, s- the wine marketing comes in. Do you actually want to have to sell Syrah? Well, that's exactly it. And how much Syrah how much do you want to actually have, have to sell? sell? Yeah. Um, and because it could be, you know, it could be a couple years worth, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, but we, you know, the grapes were very reasonably priced and... Um, I, I got feel... a bunch of guys in uh, Boise, Idaho, love Syrah. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Shout out to the Boise crew. <laughs> Drank about half the Dos Limones I make. Okay, perfect. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Thank you, guys. This was kind of fun to do. And, um, you know, all you people well, out there in podcast really land, interesting. you really love it. Right. It's, <laughs> in, it's interesting to watch, though. What, On our next what episode, ch- we're going to watch paint dry. <laughs> what, what happens when you add 5% of something? There's a drip. Yeah, it's, it's immediate. <laughs> yeah, but, and it's specifically right. with when you're talking Grenache and Syrah. Five percent Syrah, one way or the other, can make a big difference Huge. in one of these blends. And you know, it's 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 crazy. I thought it was interesting what Peter said about you know how to him Syrah Muvedra. Um, he doesn't like the way they do they go yeah. here. Yeah, and well. uh, and and so he's kind of bucking tradition and using Carignan and. Petite Syrah, and it, really, if you think about it, those two varieties kind of do the same thing to the Grenache in that the Carignan can add some nice raciness to it and right. uh, add some acid and some complexity. And the Syrah the, the can... Mavedra. I mean, yeah, the, like the Mouvedre. Right, right. And that the Petite Syrah can act like the Syrah and just... meatiness, a little Meatiness yeah. and, and almost overwhelm it also, right. so you have to be very... But I like. I mean, I thought his to, to go. I mean, I thought his Uber blend that has, you know, a percentage. It, it's, of a little, it's a little. It's a little chunky. It's yeah. a petite syrah. Yeah, it is a. Petite and that's syrah. and that's you know, love it or hate it. That's what petite syrah is. Yes. And that's at you know that's a forty five percent petite syrah. It's not even half the wine. If you made a wine that was forty five percent syrah. I don't care what other, unless it's you, you know, know it. cabernet, and then you're gonna add some zin and call it the prisoner. Um, <laughs> It's forty five percent Syrah as a Syrah, and collect two hundred million. Yeah, well, so. don't pass go. Um, so uh, you know, I think that that's uh, especially with this little mini blending session we did. It's it's informative how a little bit of Syrah goes a really long way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah it's look, not like Carignan totally. and Sanso where you're adding right, you know, and you can keep adding and adding, yeah. and then oh, there it is. Right, right. No, five percent Syrah, boom, Syrah. Right, and if we had gone fifteen percent Syrah. It'd have been way out. Syrah. No. Well, you guys, what I like about Peter though is when when he has opinions like that, he he definitely doesn't listen to. It feel it seems like he doesn't really listen to anyone else. He has his own ideas of what things are like and how things taste to him, and he just rolls with that. Well, I think that's a well. A I think good. I think all good winemakers have that confidence and especially when you ego yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um you know you have to have a little bit of that Uh, right uh i wanted it to be that way because that's the way it ended up (laughs) right um no you know i I think you know your property and right that's what i meant to do so um no you know I, i think that um peter counts joel peterson as a mentor also and joel was somebody who 
took that very, you know, same... Uh, Buck tradition, you mean? Yeah, bucking of tradition, and that, you know, wrote it out to one of, you know, the most successful Sonoma Valley vintners around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to this day, there's still fermenting wines in old redwood tanks. I mean... That's know. amazing. <laughs> I, it is. Yeah. Those are the grapes it that really we drop is. off. Not the ones that come in on this 10-ton right. valley bins. Right. Yeah, I've always wondered what that tastes like, because when people tell you about how, you know... Old Katuri. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. How, how they used to make wine here. And I think, well, they weren't, they weren't calling some guy on their cell phone saying send over some French oak barrels. No. I mean, these guys were using the trees that they had on property and, and making barrels. Redwood and concrete. Mm. You know, that old, you know, the... Redwood the, tanks and what, concrete. Now, yeah. what about yeah. the oak around here? Is that usable? It doesn't grow straight enough. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Too many uh, branches. Every branch is a knot where it is a potential yeah. leak. The, the, they did make some Oregon oak at one point. Um and it was really, really distinctive. I think the only people bought it were Oregon winemakers. Now, that's was, the same was, as Hungarian oak. Uh, it doesn't leak at all. There's no angel's share. What's no, that's so, not true. That's, that's, well, that's, no, that's from... That's not true. That's, <laughs> talk to P- nope. Peter Wait. Molnar yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? no, he's wrong. So, Peter, sorry, let's come on. Let's, come on, no, bring no. it on, Peter. Let's go. go you know, I, th- I thought about there, having there's always an There's always an angel's share. Always. Always. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's except in, except in house stainless consumption. Steel. What's coming up at your place over the next couple of weeks? You oh, got, man. Well, got parties? Uh, you got what's going on? We're doing the spring Phil sent me shipment going out. Um, that has, uh, there's six wines. Four of them are Grenache. Grenache Rosé, uh, Oakville Ranch, <clears throat> Grenache, uh, two Grenaches from the steel plow. Got a Grenache? Got some Grenache. Yeah. Springtime. It's Grenache time. Uh, actually, I brought the 15 here. We could we could try that if we want. Uh, 15 steel plow made by Eric Bradley. We also have a 15 steel plow homage, a, a blend. Uh, so not just 100% Grenache from Jeff Baker in that. Uh, and then Estate Zinfandel. And the, have we tasted the 15 Syrah on the winemakers? The one where we added the Viognier skins to it? Yes. 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 So that's yes. that's going out to the club. And we loved it. Uh, so if you're a member, expect an email or a six pack showing up on your doorstep any day now. If you're not a member, I'll see you some. I one know of a these guy. Days. Um, we got our first vinyl Sunday on the calendar. That's the idea. A- April 29th. Who's, uh, who's DJ? So the DJ is going to be David Gans. Who, uh, if you're a Grateful Dead aficionado, yes. a deadhead in any sense, David Gans did the KPFA Grateful Dead Hour forever, and um, yeah, and K Fog, K Fog, uh, yeah, and really? and yeah. So so check this out. He now does a show on Sirius XM on Sundays oh, wow. called uh, Tales from the Golden Road, and um, they're going to broadcast live Tales from the Golden Road from the Tasting Room House. Uh, <laughs> Uh, from your house. from my house from They're my, gonna my be office lo- actually playing off at your office at my office live okay. you know okay. across the globe on Sirius XM at the Grateful Dead channel and then he's gonna hang out and play music and spin records and talk and drink wine all afternoon so wait they'll be saying live from the 16600 Tasting House? Yeah. yeah. Really? On Sirius XM. You guys. I know. Oh, come Every on. Every once in a while. Marketers, man. man. Marketers. <laughs> uh, so that's, and then actually right before that, um, my buddies out at Stemple Creek Ranch in Tamales, uh, out on the coast, uh, he's, a, he's a cattle rancher ostensibly, but he's a super amazing organic farmer, 
carbon farber. He's putting more carbon into the soil than he's taking out with his cattle. Um, he's doing a farm dinner and Isn't featuring 16600. So really that's awesome. happening when? Um, April 14th at the ranch. Uh, and I'm organizing a bus to go from Sonoma out there. So if you want in on that, and I have some tables, some seats available for club members. So we'll be talking about that. But and when uh, is that going to be? Too many things going on. Man. I know. Well, it's, event season is here, man. I guess. And also, so. Sonoma vintners, right, guys? I mean, we're oh yeah, the signature Sonoma. We haven't heard Sonoma. has, has heard back from her yet, have we? I, I I've been in touch with her. That's yeah. the sixth, seventh, yeah. and eighth. I've Just, seen a lot of stuff on social media. Yeah, that's yeah. happening. I think it's happening very quickly. It's uh, still some tickets available for most of the events. Um, some the immersions. Or where it's at. I mean, Correct. there's there's some great right. like parties and dinners and tastings and all that stuff that's fun to be at. But if you're a wine nerd, um, I think the two key immersions would be uh, if you're the Bedrock one would the will Bedrock be great. one. Yeah, um, we, we got Will Buckland to it, and Will Buckland, Will Buckland will be there. Yep. Morgan at Bedrock talking about Old Vine. Yep, that's gonna be awesome. And then um, and then the one up at, at uh, Silver Cloud. Yeah, uh, with Phil and. Um, and Jeff Baker. And will, what you know. about and the, for that matter, the, the little San party Giacomo. tent? The San Giacomo. And the party tent. I mean, you know, there's a tent in downtown yeah. in the plaza to go that's, taste these that's wines. That's where I want to be. That are, you know, we're going to, uh, oh, we need to, oh, are we going to We need Yeah, something. no, we're we going to be, yeah. we're going to broadcast down there. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're yeah. going to have, there will be wineries that were just announced what wineries going to be down there being featured pouring their wines. I think they're all there for like a couple hours. Um, but I think we're going to set up somewhere on the corner and we'll have our own well, little wine tasting. Um, and we'll grab some of those people working there yep, and some yep, guests yep, and uh, yep. tell them why they love Sonoma Valley so much. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. What else is going on? And uh, I actually have a... Uh, we'll be finally finally sending out our wine club shipment to uh, 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 of Chenin Blanc for our wine club. So... If uh, you have any interest in getting some Chenin Blanc... Sign up uh, before Brian drinks it all. Sign up before <clears throat> Brian I drinks it I so. drank my last bottle, so I am in uh, need of more. Last night, I, I drank my last Jesus bottle. I just Christ, brought the, man, the remnants junkie. today. Chenin <laughs> 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 Junkie. I know. Man. Mainlining it, Brian. Mainlining it. Yeah, right. I guess so. Love so. my DC sellers. Brian, what's going on with you? Anything coming up? Uh, no uh, big dinners and feats at the... You know, looking the, forward the to party the... Party Palace. Um, well, looking forward to uh, Hospice to Rhone coming up in April. Going to be uh, uh, volunteering as a SOM for the event. And Excellent. that way I have an all-access pass to four days of I like the hedonism. way he thinks. Um, four all days I have to do is open all up wines. All-access pass to four days of hedonism. Right. Are you ever coming back? I, mean, I, have a, <laughs> I wouldn't come. I, I got to get a hold of them. Do I have how a much you could, and I'm pretty good with it. Right? See? <laughs> Down there. Do you all know how much you could sell something like that for? An all-access pass to four days of heat. No, because yeah. he's going to work his ass you, Actually, Half Sisters of the Rhone is it's a great event, but uh, if you're going down just to buy it, if you're buying a ticket to it for four days of that hedonism, you're going to spend. You, so, you yeah. better. Yeah. So. It's, not, it's not a cheap event, but it's worth it. Is, that, is the Blackberry Farm one this weekend next weekend they're doing one in uh, a hospice to run at blackberry farm really? in Tennessee. i thought they were yeah. alternating years i didn't I realize they were doing it on the same no, year i think it's like no i think i, I think, think like the blackberry farm has become a yearly oh, wow. event yeah. so popular okay no i'm not traveling to uh or north carolina tennessee, tennessee. wherever uh, yeah. uh, 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 no no thanks it's on my list it's supposed to be an amazing resort yeah. Amazing. So, oh yeah yeah no sandra from the girl in the fig has gone before and said it's it's an incredible sight yeah, Bart, you made a decision here. 
uh, you know, or, or I, I always get... used to give uh, Joe Benziger a really hard time because I used to say you need to you need to decide if you're good with the wine and leave it alone. And we'd be getting ready to bottle it, and he'd be going, "Maybe I should add. Maybe I should no. add." And no. um, so, have I made a decision? No, but I certainly I will have by first one April fifteenth. First, so. first one guaranteed. <laughs> that was it. The small bottle, and. Uh, so that as was is the, for you, huh, John? Yes, you like it as is. It it does. So, okay, guys. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold, uh, on. hold what, on. Well, sorry. Let me. We're no, still, we're no, still talking. No. We're still talking wait, wine here. So, I poured for some of you guys the O2 Joseph Phelps Insignia, which is a Cabernet blend, and I think it has reached well, I, its. I drink yeah, it's, that. it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's not over the hill. Yeah, but um, it's lost a lot of fruit. It's pretty right. pretty flat. I mean, right. you have to understand something. That Phelps this was a was, wine made to be drank. Right. And it was yeah. a wine that was crafted to taste amazing coming out right after being bottled. And, you know, these wines have... How do they are, do that? Well, it has to do... This is just one person's opinion. Um, but it has a lot to do with what the pH of the wine is and the acid. And these wines are picked at high alcohol and higher pH. So they taste really good. Um, critics would maybe say that they taste, they don't necessarily taste like wine. Um, but as a result, without the acid, they tend to not age quite as well. Um, or I shouldn't say don't age as well, but they don't age as long. Yeah, it's, it's you know, acid uh, in this sense would have held some freshness to it. It has no freshness left. There's no f- fresh fruit. Um, I, I would. Yeah, you know, but we've had a lot of those. Yeah, and you know, also fruit's gone. The the Oops. kind of thing about this, we've also had, un you know, fresh barrel samples of Grenache yes. right before it. So right, right. it's uh, you know, there may have been some more sweet flavors, some more you know. I think you caught them at one point, and it's once you put it in your glass of some like. You know, sort of fig and fig dried and raisin and yeah, prune and d- yeah, dried yeah, fruit, dried brown, sticky yeah, fruit, which um, is probably its last. It's, it's the last gasp of those fruits. And flavors. that's the thing for me when people come in and they're looking for a Napa Cab. That's not really what they're looking for. They're looking for power um, and finesse. And and this is one of those bottles. I and the reason we opened it up is because I opened up a 05 the other night for a guest, and and he enjoyed it, but. But I just mentioned that I had an O2, and and uh, the psalm where I work said, you know what? That's you probably want to open that thing up and see what it's tasting like. It's one of those wines. It's, it's not getting. It's not going to get any better. So if anyone out there, if you have the Joseph Phelps Insignia wines and you've got some older vintages, drink them. I mean, I think ten years. Or send them down, and we'll drink them. Yeah, yeah we will. Oh, ten drink years them and enjoy them. The yeah. You know, it's not that none of these wines are bad wines. These are no, well-crafted no, wines. Just stylistically, right? This is kind of what goes. This is kind of what goes on with those stylistic <laughs> <Yeah>. wines. <laughs> no, I think if you like them when you taste them at the winery, you know that's good advice. I think for a lot of people when you when you go to a tasting house or a salon or a tasting lounge, lounge and you like the wines <laughs> when you tried them, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get better when you bring them home and and you sit on them for a long period of time. I mean, if you enjoyed them when you when you had them there. Drink them now. And, and, then, the, and, and you know, then, that's always a fair question. Buy more. Uh, that's a fair question when you're at a tasting room and you buy, you're, you're tasting a wine that you like and you want to buy it. Ask them. Ask them if they think it's a wine to lay down or it's a wine to 
drink now. And you know, if they're you good also at their job, they'll define the- lay down. Right. You have to d- I, one year. Well, that's the. I mean, that's the exact question. That's the question. I, and I get it all the time. I mean, I've you know, got a bunch of shows. Six. Uh, Bensing her in there. You should probably drink know. those. Drink them. Yep. Drink them. Yep. Time to drink. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. You know, and again, they're, they're petite verdots, straight, hundred percent. Oh yeah. I mean, God, that wine's those. probably tasting delicious. With oh, the, it is. The amount of acid that was in that. What year? Oh six. Yeah. I had my fingers in that wine. Yeah. I was good. Say, you were there, right? Yeah. That's what makes it taste so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I also poured for you guys the 2014 Lightning Grenache. Randy Which was just Hester. a big shout out to Randy Hester, Randy Hester. In, in Texas, if you're listening. We miss you. Um, Randy and Brooke, we do miss you, and we're going to have this set up um, just real, real close to taking phone calls in May. So when we train uh, everybody how to work all the equipment, that's one of the things we'll that we'll do. Yep. Everybody will know how to take a phone call. Well, there's uh, a big, big wine scene out there in phone. Texas. I don't want to oh. <laughs> you never even return call. No, you you call right away. You call honestly. So, <laughs> all right, uh, Bart. Now, how do people get in touch with you now? Uh, well, as always, uh, DaneSellers.com. Uh, Bart at Dane Sellers. Um, we uh, we will be having a winemaker dinner at Sweet D with the crew from the Girl and the Fig in July. Right. I just saw some of the menu ideas for that. It looks pretty exciting. So um, and then you know if you have any interest in Chenin Blanc, uh, hit, get hit, it before Brian get, does. Get it before Brian right. does. No, I recommend you taking an interest in Chenin Blanc. Um, and and if and, you live here locally, wait, Bart, and, wait a minute, you make Chenin Blanc. <laughs> you know, those of you that might have seen the couple the little funny Twitter posts. Um, yeah, I think we should have some shirts coming out here. Um, I think so. And then also, I do want to touch on this. I thought it was just hilarious that I got this email for this wine competition, and when you went down into it, there was wineries that were sponsoring the wine competition. And those said wineries are wineries that have won huge amounts of awards at these wine competitions. And I just want to say that, you know, I know, Sam, you don't typically go out to those wine competitions and good for you. But let's face it, you know, there's the wineries shouldn't be sponsoring them. Cork companies should. Corvin. The winemakers is going to sponsor a winemakers podcast competition and win a gold medal. <laughs> hey, we're a gold medal winning podcast competition. <laughs> we have won a gold medal, man. Come on. 15,000 people you know and your mom she really <laughs> must enjoy oh the show God. so all, all right, right guys anything else well, we're, we're number one podcast in petaluma california and winemaker <laughs> right, right. or or you could use the craig ferguson um uh thing that he says on uh on serious radio he says the second best radio show ever <laughs> and we're the first best Wine podcast. We're, we're the best radio ever. show po- broadcasting from John's living room ever, <laughs> ever, ever, man. Well, can we get shots out? I want to at least shout give out a to? shout out to Katie Leveroni. Oh, yeah. uh, Katie Leveroni. Who, Katie Leveroni. was interested. She was asking a question about uh, is it AVA Winery that was making those synthetic wines? So she sent us a tweet. Um, was curious and about I that. F- I found episode that. eleven. It was right. eleven, but Ed didn't run it. He, well, it's always there, John. It's always it's always there. there. It's always there. there. That's why. That's the thing. Yeah, I so uh, I tweeted it out. Tweet it. Hopefully, okay. she saw that. That's a nice thing. Yep. And Katie, thing anyone who doesn't know Katie, um, her family grows Syrah grapes here in the valley and, and Sauvignon Blanc. 
And Sauvignon Blanc. And Merlot. Uh, and they have a lot of land, and they have a road named after them. That's They're, right. The Leveron, sh- uh, my dad used to run picks at the Leveroni Ranch when I was a kid. We'd go, you know, the old days when you're filling up big old gondolas, the, the you know, Sauvignon Blanc grapes, I guess, at that time, and, you know, pay... You had a, everybody who picked had a punch card, and you'd bring a bin to the gondola, and you'd get a punch on, like you know, you're at the coffee shop, and at the end of the day, you'd turn it in, and you know how many ever punches you got is what you got paid. It was piecemeal. Well, so just yeah. only based on speed. It's totally based on speed. Right. Yeah. Those were those were. It's a, you know, there's still wine made like that, I guess. Although probably a lot of that's now mechanically harvested. Right. Uh, it's definitely a, a different. Uh, realm of wine than most of the things that we're talking about these days yeah well she's a budding photographer and john you'd probably if you followed her on instagram would see her instagram feed is it looks like a love to absolutely love to yeah so katie keep taking photographs i wish that was something we could uh why don't you come on career you know know what can we have her on here absolutely why not talking about i mean listen wait a minute would she want to come on right. to this? Hold on a second. <laughs> to this. Katie I mean, really. You know what? Katie, here's an open invitation because she obviously listens to the show and, and she used to work at The Girl in the Fig, so so um, we're familiar with each other. Katie, we'd love to have you on the show. So reach Bingo. out to us. If, if you don't soon, I'll reach out to you. And reach uh, out to us on Twitter because, you know, all you got to do is a couple tweets and we'll invite you on the show, apparently. <laughs> hey, that works, right? <laughs> I think it would be interesting to hear about uh, her family history. No, the, the I mean, the Leveronis, it's one of the ones that's been around here for a long time. So. Right, right. So, Katie, there you go. Open invitation. You know. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. And I like interviewing old Italian families from Sonoma <laughs> Valley. Exactly. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I got a soft spot in my All right, kids. For the next couple, we're out of here. All right. Enjoy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy and Easter. We are the wine Happy Passover. Passover, yeah. a lot of wine Passover. Yeah. yeah.